this record? It's recording. Is it? Yes, it is. There we go. <laughs> Jesus Christ. It's another bird. Hello? Hi. Okay, now you're here. <laughs> See, and you, and he was saying to me before we came on that I'm the one that was late. No, I was ready. I mean, I was ready. Just like, I don't know why, but Discord takes four fucking ever to. Well, go, like, turn on. And I don't know why. Well, we're here now. Exactly, we're here now. So welcome everyone back to the True Crime Friday podcast. Um, This is a you one again, isn't it? Yes, this one is me. Oh, and I don't know. He's not told me anything. I don't know who mm. we're talking about. I don't know anything today. I just know it's an international one. I just don't know yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I might end up knowing this one, but I highly freaking doubt I will. Maybe <clears throat> I didn't know this one, but yeah. I love being, I love being Pitbull, Mr. Worldwide, three hundred five, <laughs> Dali, and yes, because I just, I just find ones that are from other places. I'm not gonna know, so yeah, I'll, I'll enjoy it more because I'll be researching about stuff I don't know compared to not to say that home cases aren't bad but if you know most of it you know you're just spewing off what you already know and when you're doing research on something that you're actually learning from it's good yeah that is true i'll, I'll definitely agree with that i've got coffee ready because i had a feeling that i've got a lot of energy now but i've got a feeling the whole mi gym mixed with hot shower will kill will make me just collapse in like 20 minutes time and i don't want to do that so i'm keeping myself awake which i will regret yeah later on when i gotta go to sleep to for because i got work tomorrow because yeah and this is what i like to call i call it crappy so it's very intense coffee like level eight in in terms of in terms of intense and so it, it basically hits you like a ton of bricks within the first few sips of it. So me and my flatmate call it craffy. So crack coffee. Ah, I see. Exactly. Nice little play on words there. 
And if I do start coughing, I've still got a lingering cough from, you know, the good old Rona. So, yeah. if I do cough, apologies, I'm coughing less than I was, but it will happen not, and you just have not, to deal with it. Not dead yet, not dead yet. Ah, exactly. And that is a bullet for my Valentine song and I very much like that. <laughs> right. Yes, so. This should be a good one. Do you, do, you, do you know where this case is from? You said Sweden, sure said didn't it. you? Yes, good oh. old Sweden. I just have a fascination with Sweden. Not that I am Swedish. The amount of people, I will say, online who meet me for some reason and just assume when they look at me, oh, you're Swedish. No. I think it's because uh, you're pale and blonde. Yes, but <laughs> you get people like that. Everywhere. In, <laughs> everywhere in the world. And I mean, I'm in Scotland, so I'm in the very top of the northern hemisphere so yes we have a case from sweden because i know you said we had some swedish listeners now yes we do so we might have more so welcoming to the true crime friday podcast all you swedes so yes the case we are covering which i'm assuming swedish people know because this had some notoriety is the case on now i'm gonna make sure i pronounce stuff correctly because i know swedish um, and some of the stuff there is quite hard, and it's. Oh, I'm glad you're doing this. The... I'm glad you're doing this one then. Fucking yes. hell, I butcher it even worse than that. I've done with every other episode. Yes. So the case <laughs> is on John Auzonius. I believe I'm pronouncing his last name correctly. Mm, who I've never heard of that one. This is no John Auzonius, which is not his actual birth name, but we will explain that. So the case today we are doing is on John Auzonius. Who was born uh, Wolfgang Alexander Zaug? So that's not not a Swedish name. On the 12th of July in 1953, which he was born in Lindingo, Sweden. I believe I'm pronouncing that correct. So he is known by other names than John Auzonius, mostly known as Laser Manning or the Laser Man is what his uh, known name is. Or the bicycle robber, but I'm not sure how you pronounce it. That's the sweet word for bicycle robber, I wrote that down. So yes, he's currently in prison. And um, I should do a a warning. Uh, Did you do one already? I have not. I don't know what we're going to be talking Ah, about. So so. yeah, so disclaimer, go on. Uh, Disclaimer for this one. Um, I won't say anything, but uh, this deals with racism. Because this man's a racist. Um, yeah, I've hatred, just googled him, and the second first thing I've seen hatred towards immigrants. Um, there is, you know, murder involved, shooting, weaponry, talks of weaponry, that sort of thing. So, um, yeah, not too heavy, but there might be another thing. So, just trigger warning if you are annoyed with people who are um, racially charged, that sort of thing. Then this isn't. Or a victim of gun violence, stuff like that. Yes, actually. gun violence is in this as well. So yeah, I've just yes. goog- I've just googled him. The first thing that came up was racist. Uh, no, no, yeah, we don't be spoiling anything because of your googling now. Now I see what he looks um, like. He looks like a twat. He does. I will just know. He does look like an actual. He looks bareback. He looks like after like you. you, 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 you right, page I with images. I don't know how 
you can, but he does look racist. I don't know why. He looks like he would. Yes. Within like the first five seconds of like first like couple minutes of meeting you, he'd be splurting out slurs. So, um, let's go into the detail on this man. So John Wolfgang Alexander Auzonius, which is his name now, or as known in the media as Laser Man, or the Laser Man in English, um, is a Swedish far-right extremist convicted of murder and bank robberies, which happened between August 1991 to January 1992. He shot 11 people in the Stockholm and Uppsala area. And as I mentioned, most of these people were immigrants. Uh, one ended up being killed and the others were seriously injured. And he first used a rifle equipped with a laser sight, hence his name, the Laser Man. And he also switched to revolvers as well. But that's why he gets the nickname Laser Man, because he has a laser sight on the gun. That which is, is a very the shittest superhero I've ever fucking heard. Yeah. <laughs> it's just one of those things that they've obviously honed on, because, you know, most people who get guns, I can only assume they just buy the gun and they don't give a shit about putting any attachments or anything on it, but he's gone that step further and put laser sights on it. Because, you know. But... Yes, he's arrested in prison, but yes. And I think this is quite interesting. So, we basically talk about uh, a bit about Sweden, because he's not... Well, he's born in Sweden, but his, ba- his background is not in Sweden. So, um, yes, if anyone doesn't know because I know people around the world might not know anything, Sweden, which is actually officially called the Kingdom of Sweden, is the largest and most populous Nordic country in Northern Europe. And it's the fifth largest country in Europe, which I didn't know. And an interesting fact, which I found was interesting, the last war Sweden was involved in was way back in 1814. So in 2014, they celebrated 200 years of peace. That's yeah. that's that's the way Sweden go. War is just not a thing for them. From what I've heard, Sweden are doing... But... Yeah, I was about to say, I think a lot of th- Sweden apparently do a lot of things right, in a sense. Yeah, with research, a lot of, um, they rank highly in a lot of things, like sometimes life expectancy, that sort of thing, but they've not been in war, so that actually beats Switzerland, which I thought was the most neutral country ever, so Sw- Sweden, obviously that means they weren't in World War One, weren't in World War Two, are not active in any wars right now. I think they were thinking of joining NATO, but compare that to like the UK, where we're off fighting mm. Afghanistan. We were in clearly both World War One and World War Two, and bazillions of wars before that. So, gotta play Sweden. And obviously, because we like music, Sweden is big in that. I'll explain that now. Because in 2007, they have with over like 800 million dollars in revenue, Sweden was the third largest music exporter in the world, surpassed only by the US and the UK and according to one source in 2013 Sweden produces the most chart hits per capita in the world followed by the UK and the USA and that's probably because of Max Martin who if nobody knows who that is he is basically if anyone listens to pop songs and thinks all the artists write them no they don't you have there'll be like a ghost writer or someone in the background who's written them so Max Martin is a Swedish record producer who's written songs for Chilean artist. He's the he's the songwriter with the third most number one singles on the chart behind Paul McCartney and John Lennon. So Sweden and music, they know the hell they're doing. They know how to they know how to be peaceful, they know how to make music, 
Um, I mean, if anyone wants a reference on what Max Martin's written, Britney Spears hit me baby one more time and Backstreet Boys, I want it that way. Oh, the f- fucking bangers. So, I mean, he's also produced and co-produced I Kissed a Girl, One More Night by Moon 5, Shake Off Taylor Swift, The Weeknd's Blinding Lights. You name it, this boy's probably produced it. But yes, we didn't know what they're doing in certain things, but they do have serial killers and people who do this sort of thing. Uh, but the one we chose, or I chose, was uh, John Auzonius. So, yes, he was born, not John Auzonius, he was actually born, as I mentioned, Wolfgang Alexander Zaug in Lindingo, which is an island just oops, just northeast of Stockholm. So, Stockholm's quite a big place, but Sweden has the most islands out of every country um, in Europe, I think, and in the world. Or is it Canada? I'm not sure. But they have a lot of islands. But he was born on the uh, Lindigo, which is just off the north of Stockholm. But his background isn't technically Swedish because he's a son of a Swiss, Swiss father and a German mother who emigrated to Sweden, hence the Wolfgang and the Zaug in his name. So he grew up in Valingby, if I'm pronouncing that correctly, which is a working-class suburb of Stockholm, which is actually also the birthplace of Bill Skarsgård, who, as we know, is famous in movies and more recently, the clown in the It remake films. He so, freaks me out when he does that eye thing. I don't like it. He is. Bill Skarsgård is really good at that. And then the, their whole family are famous um, actors. But the whole eye thing? Oh. If I could do that, it would be sick. But he's like the right person for that role. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, they hit the nail on the head by casting him 100%. But yes. He grew up in around the Stockholm area because I know for some serial killers and stuff, they won't grow up in what is the most popular area in that country, but he has. He's grown in Stockholm, which is huge. So, according to the newspaper reports, he was bullied as a kid. And this is because he his was non-Swedish background. So he was teased for his very black hair and brown eyes, which stereotypically isn't the look of a Swedish person. Lots of Swedish people do have the, you know, they're quite tall. They have the blue eyes and the blonde hair, kind of like me. It's like if you said to someone, oh, what's a Scottish person look like? Are they ginger? You know what I mean? It's just so, the stereotypical this way is, someone looks. This kind is a racist, right? And from what I can see, very, he's basically a Nazi in a way. Like, more like, a, a, like post-World War Two Nazi in a way. Hitler would have hated him. He's got like little 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 thing for you, John. John Wolfgang cringy cunt fuck face. John Arizonius. Cringy cunt fuck face. A little thing to add to you: the the guy didn't like you if you weren't blonde with blue eyes. So he kind of would have gone nah at the sight of you. So um, got in. Yeah, that's a touchy subject in itself. Um, uh, Mr. Adolf's ideologies and what he believed. But yes, I finally got bullied for that. Um, I don't know why, to be fair. N- you know, you get bullied but you look like no matter where in the world. But I don't mm. think people here would bully anyone, you know, in that sort of sense. Of no. like, or in the case of like, oh, you've got black hair, boo, you don't look like, you don't have ginger hair, you're not Scottish sort of thing. But I finally got bullied for that. 
So, um, as an adult, he dyed his hair blonde and used blue contact lenses and decided to legally change his name. So, it must have affected him if he really wanted to look like the uh, Swedish people. Because I can kind of understand when, you know, your background isn't of the country where you were born in. Your parents are of this, something else, and you don't look like that. That some people might, and you might not feel it. That sort of thing, because... Technically, his background is like German and Swiss, but he's born in Sweden, which he likes to call his home. But the people there are like, "Oh, you're not really Swedish." You know what? Start bullying for it, but hey, you just gotta deal with it. So yes, I'm gonna he... also say that um, con- colored contact lenses can look really fake yeah. and obviously shit now. What he must have looked. I'm just picturing Don't really know. creepy, really, really creepy blue eyes just staring at... Like, if anyone's watched The Boys, Homelander's eyes. That's all I'm picturing. It's just pure, like, blue, psychopathic fucking eyes staring at you. Because this is the ninth... Well, it must be like, 60s, 70s at this point. Like, I can't imagine them being very good contact lenses. Well, I don't know what how blue he's gone because he wants to be like Swedish I mean I've got blue eyes but they're not overly like bright yeah. bright blue how how do you determine he, you know because he could have looked rubbish with the poorly dyed blonde hair and the very bad blue he would have looked probably less Swedish if yeah, that makes sense because I'm the thinking way, cause like because you know when you really try hard to be something it's like you don't actually look like that if you've just gone with a because he probably would have bleached it really, really blonde. He, and a lot yeah. of Swedish people have blonde hair, but it, it's not extremely bleached. It's it, just like a... Yeah, it would have been very... As someone who has bleached their hair from black to... Make many it, a time. Oh, Jesus Christ. And it's gone badly many a times. All I'm seeing is that, obviously, for a brief moment, this man would have been the copper... That's in, that's a very much in between going blonde, and because this is like the seventies roughly, yeah. Bleach in terms of hair bleach, his hair would have been fried. It would have been like straw. It would have been very unnatural looking. Like he wouldn't have been fooling anyone. No, you look like the sore thumb. Yeah. Trust me. So, initially. He changed his name to John Wolfgang Alexander Stanoman, but then later changed it to John Wolfgang Alexander Arizonius. And why he chose Arizonius? People choose whatever name they want. That's the one he went with. So he went to the German school that they had in Stockholm, which is a private school, but uh, he dropped out uh, before graduating. Uh, John later completed his secondary school education in an adult education program. He was also actually um, accepted into the Royal Institute of Technology, but dropped out after a couple of years of unsuccessful study. And um, he does get Swedish citizenship. In about 1979, he becomes a Swedish citizen. So it takes him quite a while to actually get the Swedish citizenship. Um, Yes. So in 1986... Following the assassination of Olof Palme, the Swedish Prime Minister, who does get assassinated and dies, that's when Arzonius, who was then named John Stanoman, was actually one of the, sus- the police's initial suspects. 
No, I actually delved into that. That's a case in its own, the fact that Sweden's uh, Prime Minister got assassinated. You know there's a lot of times where attempted assassinations happen and either they don't or they do and it's like a most famous thing ever, you know, like JFK's one. Mm -hmm. So I was actually surprised that of all countries, the Swedish Prime Minister would have had an assassination attempt on him and it was successful. But um, he couldn't be linked to the assassination as he was incarnated at the time serving a sentence for multiple accounts of assault. So it was whilst in prison he became an acquaintance of Miro Bersic, a neo-fascist. Now, Miro was a member of the Croatian National Resistance, a Croatian emigre anti-communist organization created by members of the fascist Ustasa movement. Miro was imprisoned for the 1971 murder of Vladimir Rorovic, the Yugoslavian ambassador to Sweden. So he's met this guy, he's anti-communist, this sort of thing, he's a fascist, and he's obviously given him some ideologies because John developed a hatred for communists, social democrats, and immigrants, while also craving an ambition of wealth. Now, anybody who hates immigrants, oh, they're an asshole. What? I don't care what people say, <clears throat> but why you got hate immigrants? Come on, man. It makes no logical sense. Right. The, the, there's no need for that. So, for craving an ambition of wealth, he worked as a taxi driver, which was a low-paying job. But then he sh later started trading in stocks and bonds. So his talent in this market quickly earned him a fairly large fortune. Well, only for that time. Which resulted in him adopting the yuppie lifestyle. Now, I didn't know what the yuppie lifestyle was. Never heard of it before. But apparently the yuppie lifestyle, or, which is short for a young urban professional or a young upwardly mobile professional as a term coined in the 1980s for a young professional person working in a city. I think it's just more up-class sort of lifestyle because you've got the money sort of thing. Because um, by the late 1980s, John owned a luxurious apartment and a Toyota Supra. He um, didn't actually own a Porsche, which was... You know, the choice of car that many other yuppies drove at the time because he despised the company Porsche. I don't know Wait, why, why he doesn't like Porsche. I don't know. He's he just... despised the company Porsche. I think it's one of those things where, you know, if other yuppies are driving Porsches, he wants something different. And a Toyota Supra is a nice car. If you Google it now, you can have a look. It's a very nice looking car. But, you know, he must have had some haters towards Porsche. I don't know why. It might be because he didn't like, you know, Italian-made cars. I don't know. But okay, yeah, quite, it's a nice car. He was quite wealthy because he also owned a mobile phone, which at that time was a very luxurious item associated with the jet-set lifestyle. I mean, we're talking what, you know, just late 80s, just tipping into 90s, winning a phone. Oof. I mean, you can look at them. And they're very blocky and all the big yeah. dials. It's not really. But see, my but dad, then, my dad still has his one. Does he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like I've seen it loads of times. It's it's practically a brick. <laughs> like you, yeah. know, you see the Nokia's with bricks from like the late nineties, early two thousands. No, that is a pebble. <laughs> 
the, the Nokias from the late 90s and early 2000s are very much a pebble compared to what mobile phones used to be in the late 80s. Like, they yeah, were got, actual bricks. <laughs> you got to get the antenna out as well. The antenna has to be fully out. Oh, I used, to, I used to love it when my dad used to get the phone out. It'd be very much like, don't damage it. This is practically, yeah. yeah. And then I used to, used to just be messing with the antenna because I used to be like, hey, like just pulling it. it would be like, right, no, get off. Yeah. But he's clearly got wealth because he's been able to afford a mobile phone, you know. Yeah. It's one of those cases where, like, nowadays people can own a phone, but someone could be more wealthy because they own a higher brand of phone or a more expensive phone. phone. You know what I mean? There's stuff now that exists, but there's more luxurious versions of that. You can own a standard watch, or you could own, like, a touchscreen, you know, Apple Watch or something, you know. You could have normal headphones, or you could have actual earbuds or massive expensive Beats sort of thing. So he's owned a phone then, so he clearly had money. Yeah. But, you know, poorly chosen investments, depleted his fortunes. Rip. And this was also further aggravated by his gambling addiction. Ah, of course. That's not good. You know, when you you have the money and you think... It's like winning the lottery, thinking, oh, this is great. But managing your money is very important. Because if you don't, it will just, poof, go away. Don't gamble, guys. No, we don't condone gambling. Please don't gamble. No, don't do it. So, as a result of this, while on a trip to Germany, John found himself in dire economic circumstances. With his money running out... Guess what he decided to do? He decided to turn to bank robbing to maintain this luxurious lifestyle. Because that's what you do when you got no money. Rob banks, of course. So, no he performed more than 18 bank robberies, largely in identical fashion. I think on, on one of the sites I sent you, there was actually a CCTV footage of him in the bank robbing it. But I don't get that. He had money loses it and then decides to go to bank robbing and does 18 mm. bank robberies. I believe he did them lone wolf style, which is on his own. So there wasn't as much acquaintances to get caught out with. So, you know. And, yeah, he turns darker than that because he still needs to maintain his fortune because he, he lost it all. But as I mentioned, he has a very strong opinions on certain subjects. So, as I mentioned... He had a strong hatred for immigrants and foreigners. With these beliefs, he started to look for immigrant criminals to kill. But he got tired and simply decided to kill any immigrant. He hoped that this would scare them all out of Sweden. What was the meaning of the switch between criminals and innocent people? I'm pretty sure he would have gone after like a horrific country who's a rapist or whatever then you'd probably be a bit more no one like you you'd look a bit better instead of going just for any old cunt why are you going for all these it makes no sense it, it the, the the logic between the two just makes no sense there isn't any logic no from what the research i did i think it might have been because he was trying to go for um criminals who were immigrants but maybe at the time in sweden there just wasn't a lot of criminals who were immigrants and because he hated them in general, he thought, screw it. If I want to kill folk, I'm just going to kill any one of them because I'm not finding as much who are criminals. I'll mm. just go with anyone who is, which is a stupid ideology to have. It's so weird. To just, to just do that. And to think that would scare them out of Sweden. You know, when technically, you know, 
I think it's on the basis of he got, you know, he's not being accepted for being Swedish. And then he got a citizenship in heaven. And he's like, well, anyone who isn't Swedish, get out this country, this sort of thing. And I know in a lot of places now, people just don't like other people coming in because they think they steal jobs, steal money, etc. But you have to be accepting of folk when they come in your country. Because that's what, you know, if every country was like, no, no other people of other descents or ethnicities can come and live in we our country. We wouldn't have a lot then of things. How, oh, a lot of things in this world wouldn't work. You know, and I know for a fact that there is people still around this area that probably have that ideology who just don't like immigrants. But I'm all for people coming into our... I have people at my work who are of other ethnicities. I work with someone who's Polish. And not once have I thought, you shouldn't be here. They're accepting. No. They're nice people. These people are nice, but he hated them, which is so, so bad. Yeah. So, between 1981 and 1982, he served in the Swedish army. Now, they, pro- they weren't at war, but, you know, you still need an army in case you do get invaded, because that can happen. So, while it was in the Swedish army, he learned how to use weapons... His own personal weapons, though, that he had were very poor of quality. This was likely due to the mod that he had done. Because, well, he's in the army, he knows how to use guns because he wants to kill people. He wants to mod them to make them better. So the first rifle he had, the barrel and the stock were sawed off to make them shorter, which has effects. I mean, Lauren will be clueless to this, but anyone like me who's played COD or knows anything a little bit about weapons, you know, um, essentially, you know, the control is a little harder. He's taken the stock off. So the stock is the back bit of the gun, Lauren. Mm-hmm. So, like, the bit that goes on the shoulder, which, you know, it can help increase mobility, yes. But, like, usually if you have a stock on a weapon, it's for accuracy because you could hard put it against your shoulder and, it, and it's not going to sway as less unless... Because if you take the stock off, well, you, you can't put it any closer than that. Otherwise, that's stupid. So you have to have it more forward. And what else did I say? Oh yes, um, he sawed off. So if you saw off the barrel, that increases the velocity because if you have a longer barrel, bullets mm. can travel further, that sort of thing. But um, if you saw off the barrel, it's better in close range. And he also had his Smith and Wesson revolver fitted with a silencer, which obviously a silencer is a muzzle that goes in the front and makes the bullets more silent so they're not as because if you fire a gun it's quite loud and this actually might have been the key to his failures in his um, shootings because it decreased accuracy slightly and obviously bullet velocity because you're having to silence the bullet so these mods are very amateurishly done but for some reason he thought yeah I'll mod my guns a bit and it'll be good but um, you know having a laser sight on them increases you know a bit of accuracy if you're hip firing that sort of thing but you know, putting the silencer on that decreases also the damage a bit and the velocity, how far the bullet can go. So he, in turn, did, well, did us a favor for these shitly done mods and for doing them, because obviously he's not managed to deal as much damage as you would have. Yeah, so he's, now, not, he's not the sharpest tool in the shed now, is he? No, I mean, you can see why he, he he went to be in the Swedish army so they could teach him how to use weapons because you don't learn that back then. You don't learn yeah. how to use guns unless you have because Sweden's not a country where they just willy-nilly teach folk at schools how to use guns. 
But um, yes, so he has the weapons now and he decides to go on a massive shooting spree for, you know, reasons in his mind to, to search out for immigrants and shoot them. So on the 3rd of August in 1991, John shot David Gebrimariam, Gebri Gebri a 21-year-old immigrant from Eritrea, which is a country in Africa. So David was shot in the back, but survived. Oof. Two of the victim's friends said they saw a circle of red light on his body before they heard the shot. This being the dot from the laser, which is why they call him the laser man. And then in the 21st of October, 1991, Sharam Kosravi, a 25-year-old student, so people who are quite young, student of Iranian origin, so he's clearly, he doesn't care what, you know, ethnicity it is. If they're not Swedish, he's going for them. So this person was shot in the face outside the Stockholm University, but survived. What? Thank God. In the face? Um, the theme is there's a lot of folk he does shoot, but they managed to somehow luckily survive, which is in part due to the mods of his gun. But in still him willy-nilly shooting folk the with face. the motive of their integrum. Yes, shot outside the face and survived. What the fuck? And that's out outside the Stockholm University as well. I don't know if it's in broad daylight or not, but still. Jesus fucking Christ in the face! Like I think, like people getting shot in the chest and living, like that's just like oh yeah yeah, yeah whatever. Like that's that that happens. Well, it might just graze the heart, whatever. But, and then getting shot in the head. Some people survive. It might not have, like... Yeah, yeah. The face. <laughs> yeah. Th this is a man who just doesn't care where it is in the body. Just getting shot on someone who is an immigrant is clearly giving this man joy. Yeah. Which is fucked. So, uh, six days later, the 27th of October, 1991, Dimitrios Karamalegos, a homeless man of Greek origin was shot twice in the stomach. Although wounded, he survived. Karamalegos reported seeing a bright red light prior to hearing the shots. And again in the same year, 1st, 1st November 1991. So these are happening in short periods of time. He's not mass shooting, but he's doing it every so often of people who are of difference. So he's searching out folk, mm. which is the thing here. So, you know... People who willy-nilly just go on shooting sprees don't know who they're shooting at. He has, you know, searched for folk who he knows are of a different origin. Yeah, because you're not going to know where they're from when you just see the like when you just see people walk down the street. Because, no. like, okay, yeah, it's Sweden, and a stereotypical look of someone from Sweden is blonde hair, blue eyes, but he didn't have blonde hair blue eyes like until he changed tried changing that himself so like him and he would know out of any better than anyone that you can't tell that someone's from sweden or not based on just looking at them so like he's clearly thought it through picked people out to and try and just basically could either that went to go either spoke to them to hear an to hear an accent, or he's just found out 
where they're from or the fact that they're just not from Sweden because the info on where they're from could have just came later but he's actively gone to try and find out this so he's actually planned it yeah and you should never judge a book by its cover it's that thing where that very bad age of question where you can ask someone oh um where are you from like no where are you really from yeah by the way where are you really from you know what i mean yeah, I'm like, also, I want to point out to anyone who actually does ask people that question, you're sounding a little bit racist when you do it. <laughs> yeah, don't do that. <laughs> don't ask like, that question. Someone could be born here, but their parents or someone like someone else, but they're born here, and they can be this nationality, you know. Yeah. There's a lot of people here, you know, who um, have, you know, Southeast Asian backgrounds, but they're Scottish. And yeah. They're Scottish, but, you know... This uh, John must have, you know, either heard them speak and realised, okay, that accent, but that could mean nothing, though. They sure. could have a Swedish accent, but, you know, parents' background from something else, but it's never nice to ask someone where, like, really from, you know, unless they really want... Unless you're just talking about it. Unless, like, it's already part of the conversation. Uh, Matt, your mic's gone. Wait, what? Matt! Oh, oh god, no. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Let me just drop him a message. <laughs> ah, no, we can't hear us in the saying. I can't. Okay, so Discord's messed up. Uh, Matt can't hear us. And uh, <laughs> we can't hear him. Ah, uh, crap. Uh, this is a, this, this episode's going to get butched. Why the fuck's it not? Oh, no. I don't know what's going on. I don't know what's going on. This is going to have to be a bit where I'm just going to... I'm actually going to have to edit this episode. That sounds so bad. Oh, fuck. Fuck. I don't know what's going on. I'm so confused. Yeah, because he's just getting no! 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 I'm going to keep this footage because I'm going to make a clip out of it. But, like, ah! Oh, Discord's fucked up. Oh, God, yeah. Discord's annoying me today. Ah. Uh. No, he's not. Shit, shit, shit. I don't know what to do. 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 I can't gaze attention. I can't gaze attention. I don't know what to do. I don't fucking do. Is he noticed? Yeah, he's noticed. Yep, there we go. 
Oh, my mic's gone on mute, hasn't it? There we go! I can hear you now! <laughs> Why was my mic on mute? <coughs> I don't actually know. Oh, well, I'll just re-spiel what I literally just said. Sorry. <coughs> <coughs> Sorry, guys. <coughs> oh, my microphone cable must have just come out a tiny bit there, and I thought it wasn't. And I plugged it in, and it must have put it back on mute, but no. I will, oh, I will. I was watching on YouTube. I will edit that out. It'll be the first time I've ever had to edit it, but I'm going to keep the clip and I will upload it. <laughs> no, don't edit it out. We will we'll, we'll let them know that I, I messed up. So let me re-spiel. I'm definitely going to clip it, though. <laughs> definitely clipping that. If we uh, come back. I, I, I literally just said it was... Um, what was I saying? Well, for one, I said it was quite sad that he's, you know, there's, he's picked people from, you know, who have backgrounds of multiple area so we've got a tria greek iran so that's europe asia and africa and um you know it's sad that those people have come to those people having wanting to have a life there and traveled quite far for him to then decide to fatally injure them so yeah i explained the one oh yeah the first november 1991 so during the middle of the day John walked into a restaurant kitchen in Stockholm and shot Herbison Vieira da Costa, a musician from Brazil. Da Costa was shot once in the head and several times in the stomach. Despite these injuries, da Costa survived. He reported to the police that he saw a red light before he was shot. Again, da Costa was able to also provide a good description of John. So, yet again, they're kind of noticing a theme here, the, the laser on his guns, giving him the name Laser Man, but pretty distinctive thing to come away and go, well, there was a laser on the gun. Um, yeah, I think that's all I spieled. I can't believe my mic was off. I am sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you know, just keep it in. Keep I, it in, it'll be me like, like this. I mean, yeah, it's you doing that, and then it's just me going, I don't know what to do, I don't know what to do, I don't know what to do. <laughs> Did you say anything? Yeah. They could hear me, cause my audio was still going, and I could. All it was me was just. All it was was me going. I'm typing a message and he can't read it. He's not knowing. I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. Oh, okay. I do apologise. So I'm so no. clipping that. I just keep keep that, and we won't edit anything. We stick to our thing, or we don't edit the podcast, so we will keep that in. Fair. But um, yeah, that's more or less why I explained. Um, those two shootings there and oh i just went on to explain this one which happened on the 8th of november 1991 so very short time period here um of just i'm essentially finding someone who is an immigrant shooting them so he's clearly real hatred if he's not taken that long to figure out who his next victim will be so john mortally wounded jimmy rangibor another iranian student however this person sadly died the following day so he has claimed one victim Amongst the other ones who he more than likely really wanted them to have been dead, but they somehow survived, and thank the Lord that they have. So, it was between the first and second wave of shootings, Arizonius took a trip to the United States. He visited Las Vegas to gamble and journeyed to the Grand Canyon, and then he returned to Sweden. So, he's just shot some folk, doesn't give a shit, goes on a trip to the US, visits Las Vegas and the Grand Canyon... And just returns to Sweden as if, oh, well, I'm, I'm living life, I'm not. 
I really want what? an American. Li- I really want an American listener to tell me what the hype is about the Grand Canyon. I mean, I it's, really it's the that. natural wonder of the world. Yeah, but like, you're probably there for like two seconds, and it's boring after that. It's got come on. I mean, I get it, but at the same time, I kind of don't. But I also kind of do. Like, I just if American listeners are listening. Then just let me know, because I'm curious. I'm probably never going to go, so I just want to know why. But that is a very weird place to go after you've killed someone. Uh, we'll try to kill a bunch of people. Yeah, first and second we have shootings, yeah. What I a mean... boring cunt. Boring bastard. It's like, oh yeah, we just go try and do this. Oh, I failed at it. Oh, I'm going to go to the Grand Canyon. Yeah, that's, that's what I'm going to do with my time. So... It's 1992 now, uh, 22nd of January 1992 in Uppsala. John walked up to a couple in a cafe outside the Linnaeus Garden and shot Eric Bongakam Rudloff, a PhD student in medical sciences, in the head. Bongakam Rudloff survived and is now a scientist representing Sweden in several international scientific networks. Can someone in the prison so, please rub it in his face? Please, like, if an like if there is a Swedish prisoner prison officer from that prison listening to this by any account by any chance, just please just rub it in his face because that would be the blessing of everything. It's like you know the guy you tried to kill. Guess what? Scientists representing Sweden in several international scientific networks. He would fucking hate it. It'd be great. Yes. So, uh, 20th, uh, 3rd of January in 1992, having returned to Stockholm, I was. I didn't actually say where Eric Bongokam Rudloff was from, but that doesn't sound like a very Swedish name, so obviously no. he's not from Sweden. So, in ja- 23rd of January 1992, having returned to Stockholm, I was only a shot Charles... Oh, wait, I, thought, oh, sorry, I, I, I know where he was from. He was from Chile. Ah, uh, was he? Eric Bongokama yeah. Rudloff from Chile. Wow. Yeah. So, yes, Charles Dalakama, a bus driver originally from Zimbabwe, was, uh, he shot him in the middle of the day. Dalakama was shot in the chest but survived. That evening, I was only just walked into a Somali club and shot two men, both of whom survived. So, you know... He's clearly picking on people. When of, is he gonna realize? Oh, when when does yeah. he realize that he is terrible at this, and he should probably just stop? I think he's doing it and not thinking they're dead. But you know, you go away from the scene, and you're not maybe entirely sure. Yeah. But he's now picking on people of African descent and the person from Chile. So that's South America, you know. People of Africa who are me more different skin toned. Um, I dread to think what he would the words he would have been saying to some of these folk of immigrants, you know, probably nasty words probably. Yeah. And on the twenty eighth of January nineteen ninety two, Azonius shot Issa Ibar, an immigrant of Syrian Armenian origin, um four times in the head and arm. Ibar was seriously wounded, but managed to call the police and survived. They called the police so, yeah, when the... they got shot in the head. 
four times in the head and arm. Fucking hell, that... That... that Jesus. Minus survive on cold, please. Jesus fucking Christ. Yep, that's... that's... That is impressive. That is... Imagine yeah. ringing the police. Right, they, they're, they're awesome. They are top-notch fucking level awesome. Can you imagine being the per- the off- the person who answered that call? Can you imagine being that person? It's like, hi, yeah, do you need police fire ambulance? Oh, yeah, I need the police. I've just been shot in the head four times and once in the arm. You'd just be like, what? How are you? Yeah. How are you speaking? How are you alive? Like, the fuck? Imagine being that person that answered that phone call. That must be a surreal moment. It's one of those things where, as, as like, someone who is, like, a first responder in, like, an ambulance or hospital or whatever thing, you pick up the phone, and what someone spills to you, you know, you're in shock, but at the same time, you have to just act, keep calm yeah. and be, like, you know, the overwhelmingness of someone being, like, I've been shot four times in the head, please come here. It's, like, holy fuck. And then it's just, like, keep calm. All right. How, how are you, this sort of thing? You know what I mean? Yeah. You have to keep that calm composure while also being, like, overwhelmed the sense of wow you are in serious pain how have you survived i'm surprised you're even on the phone to me sort of thing but luckily survived which is just nuts um but yeah two <coughs> I days hope later, all these people know how days. badass they are yeah, they do all these people who have survived apart from this sad jimmy who didn't hmm. survive you know they'll have to tell the tale but it's obviously um Obviously, a tough thing to deal with, you know, mm. having to re- relive that memory of that yeah. they didn't deserve to get injured and that they could have not been seen the next day. But, you know, thoughts and prayers to the families of these um, victims who yeah. have been injured. Because on the 30th of January 1992, in Hag- Hagerstensassen, I think, um, John shot Hassan Zatara, a Palestinian store owner, in the head, paralyzing him, but not killing him. And Zatara's son, Imrad Zatara, is a footballer who um, plays for <laughs> Palestine, a quite uh, semi-professional footballer. Mm. Which is a shame that his dad's paralyzed because of this man. So... Yeah. He's, he's done all these very unsuccessful shootings and he's killed someone, so... It's, it's been Sweden. The police search a massive manhunt because you know what Sweden's like, a very... You think of Sweden as a nice country, that sort of thing, and when stuff like this happens, it's like... They take care of the people very well. Yeah, it's like with the Hayden Poulter case, where it's like New Zealand's first seal case. Like, God, we can't have this, you know. Yeah, they're on it like that. Not, not, you know, I'm not saying the way of a country trying to maintain a reputation, but if they're going plain sailing smooth and everything's like fine, it's like, okay, you know, we can't be having people like this going around because this could influence others or other people could be inspired and other cases could be cropping up now and it's like well we need to keep this you know Mm. down now so the police start a massive manhunt which was actually only second in size to the hunt for Olaf Palmer's killer which was the uh, Swedish uh, prime minister sorry that got murdered so it's manhunt second in size to that so it's a pretty big deal that they're thinking, oh, this laser man killer, he's shooting folk, they're surviving, but who knows how many more victims he could take because he's not stopping. Yeah. There's no point where he's stopping. 
So it was on June 12th, 1992, during a bank robbery, which he's still doing to maintain money, John was arrested. While he was in court, he actually assaulted his own lawyer, so he spent the rest of his trial in handcuffs. Why? He was convicted of the murder of Jimmy Ranjabar and robbery. However, he could not be linked to all the shootings. But in the year 2000, he did confess to them all. John was sent to life imprisonment and was later incarnated at Kumla Prison, which is Sweden's largest prison. But in June 2012, he was transferred to Osteraker Prison. John, as most people in prison do, apply for their sentences to be commuted um, to an arranged term on three occasions, 2008, 2010 and 12. The court obviously had rejected all his applications on all occasions because you're not getting your sentence cut, you twat. So you get life imprisonment at all. So it was on the 2nd of November 2012, his third appeal was rejected by the Orbro District Court on all three occasions. The National Board of Forensics Medicine determined that there was a risk that John Ausonius would re-offend due to his autism and personality disorder. Fought which right. the court took into consideration when making its decision. Right. Take the autism out of that shit. Yeah, that was put there, and I was like... Because that I is not accurate that... for people on the spectrum. At yeah. fucking all. Depends on what level of spectrum you are. You, Some people who have severe autism can maybe have, like, a few episodes. However, it doesn't do that. Like, th- take the autism out of it. Don't no. put the autism in there, because that This is, is what false. it said. I don't believe that at all. That's yeah, what, I, yeah. I wrote this down to say that, to be like, it said that online, and I was like... That that's, doesn't seem right. That's, no, that's, that's not right. That's bad, but... Can we just put in for context, for anyone who thinks that... Like, any negative thing about people who are autistic, get that out, get that fucker, that get out. Then, like, nah, because that's not accurate. I know many people who have autism, most of which didn't know until they were grown adults as well, because the spectrum's so fucking wide, like, you can't, like, it's mostly unnoticed for fucking years for a lot of people. And I know many people that live full functioning lives who are very independent who don't do shit like this. Yeah. Thank you. Say I don't know why. Be... Yeah. Just... I don't know why the National Board of Forensic Medicine determined there was a risk because of that. I hadn't mentioned before they had autism, but it says they have a personality disorder. Which, like I said, oh, yeah, the spectrum's quite wide. Like, so, like I said, a lot of people. Yeah. I, I, I have a friend who didn't know until he was thirty. Like, it, it's so wide. It, you just, it can get misconstrued as a lot of different things. It is, and you know, there's a lot of mental health disorders or like disorders people have, yeah. or diseases that someone might have. But it doesn't necessarily mean that, that that will cause them to do this. You know, like people, someone who, it's who like might the have Asperger's. It's like the stereotype with paranoid schizophrenics, like that they are violent and they'll do all these horrific crimes and stuff like that. That's not necessarily true. No, and you can't just because you know it's years of this stuff happening, and then you know in history one person acts this way and they had it, and then people go, "Well, that's the reason why." It's like no, you know, someone can have Tourette's, but that doesn't mean they're going to murder someone because they've got Tourette's. 
No, exactly. Someone with Tourette's could murder, but don't pin it all on people who have Tourette's. That that's just a trait of it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. They definitely did this because they had this, 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 and this. It's like that. No, that no, no. No, or you know, or someone's got OCD. Yep. Well, that's the case. It's like no, don't. So the fact that that's there. And someone thought that... Mm. And we don't I mean, agree with it, basically. Is no. I agree on the fact that they didn't want to have his sentence... Uh, um, you yeah, know, we agree with that. Down. I agree with that. You deserve life imprisonment, you twat. But saying that, you know... Yeah. um, I agree with them saying that he would have reoffended, but not yes. because of the autism. No, it's not no. because he's autistic that he did this. No. He just generally has a hatred for immigrants, which I don't think is going away or is still gone away. He's still alive. He now. did it because he's a racist piece of shit. That's literally that's yeah. that, that's the reason why he did it. He did, and apparently in April, uh, late April two thousand and six, the Daily Afton Bladet, Afton Bladet, which is a big paper in Sweden, um, I'm probably butchering some of this stuff. I do apologize. Um, that newspaper revealed that John had become engaged to an anonymous twenty-three-year-old woman. Who had fallen in love with him after seeing a recent television miniseries. According to the paper, a friend of the woman said the couple were planning to move abroad after Arizonius's release from prison by 2031. (laughs) The couple is no longer together. No shit, I was about to say, good fucking luck with that. How old would he be in 2031? How old is he this gun now? How old is he now? Let's have a gun. She's 23 in 2006, right? Okay, so we're... We think like, so she would be like, she'd be in like her thirties. So she'd be in like thirties, probably forties at this point. At this, at this point, probably yeah, definitely in her forties. And he's like, he's sixty-six, I think it says now. Yeah, you know he's sixty-eight now. Like, bitch, you ain't you ain't shagging someone that old. Fuck off. I'm not believing shit. I'm not believing. I'm not believing you're riding like that dusty. Shit, like, nah, fuck off. Oh, no, not dusty. I don't give right now. It's not been... the cobwebs off that, eh? No one's been touching that thing in there. I'm guaranteeing it. Bitch, you are a fucking lunatic, and something's wrong with you if you're thinking about getting on that when he's that fucking old. Get fucked, I'm having it. But good that you're not with him anymore, but the fuck, the mindset that you had to potentially do that? No. No, it's one of those things where it's always, I see it, where they'll be like a girl or a woman and they'll have like a lover who's in prison and they'll be like oh i love my husband so much love my prison hobby and it's like your person that you love is in prison for doing something bad and yet you, you and blag you... about it on the internet going i love my hobby what it's like, like, it like one of those situations someone. where it's like they've been falsely accused like how a lot some people it's like how a lot of the system can be then i whatever we'll give you benefit of the doubt whatever but when you're like, you didn't, and you were, you were with them before they went to prison, whatever, I might, I do, I'll, I'll turn the other cheek, whatever. But it's when they're already in prison and they're a serial killer or some shit like that, and you're like, yes, I want to be with this person. I don't understand the logic, and I'll never understand it. Especially no. when it's these people who aren't in prison that are contacting these criminals in prison. They're always women in the women or men in their 20s and the criminals always in their 50s and 60s and i'm like i understand the liking older men thing but that's crossing the fucking line and because they've seen them from something 
Yeah. Um, like in this one is a television miniseries, and then they go, oh, I can look past that extremely horrible crime that they've done. Yeah, I don't get it. It's like, no. Because even attempting to date someone in prison, well, they're in prison, you got to wait till they come out. They might not even come out. And if they do, they're known for that horrible crime, and then you're known for dating the person who did that horrible crime. When people have stigmas about them, they stay. It's not like you do something the whole world forgets and you can just date someone as if they're clean and they're just an innocent person. No, people don't forget shit. So you're going to have to deal with that. I also it's, I, love, it's I totally find it horrible. hilarious when it's people who have done horrific stuff like this and they're like, well, when they get out, and I'm like, honey, no. No. They ain't never getting out. Get and also, and he mean, will be like in his... 70s going on 80s at that point like honey he ain't gonna be yeah. able to do shit i mean he's in prison for this murder and i don't think he's gonna get out but if you want more solidified evidence he's gonna get never released get never released you're never gonna be released is because in 2016 john Arizonius was extradited extradited Extradited. Extradited is what it says. I'm oh, I'm butchering that English word. That's bad. Extradited. To Germany. Extradited. That's it. Sorry. Extradited. I've never used that word before. Sorry. Extradited to Germany. He was to face trial for the murder of Blanca Zimigrod, a 68-year-old mm. Holocaust survivor, on the 23rd of February 1992 in Frankfurt. So he's on trial for another murder. While the police were investigating, they looked into ties to the far-right terror group Nationalist Socialist Underground. Now, I found more information on this case while doing my stuff on the internet. So, yes. On the 8th of February, 1992, while on the run from Swedish police, Arzonius visited a restaurant in the city's Operenplatz Square. Two weeks later, he returned accusing cloakroom attendant Blanca Zimigrod of having stolen an electronic Casio notebook from his pocket, which was um, believed uh, it was a device that he used to save his bank account numbers, apparently. So he's, you know, basically accused her of stealing it from his uh, pocket. An altercation ended with Arzonia shouting, We will meet again at Zimigrod. As he left the restaurant, the following night, the 68-year-old was shot from close range by a hooked cyclist as she walked home from work. She's uh, 68. Why yep. would she steal it, you stupid cunt? A documentary that was published by Aftonbladet newspaper, that big newspaper in Sweden, revealed for the first time that Zimigrod had been a prisoner at four concentration camps, including Auschwitz, Bergen-Belsen, and survived several of the infamous death marches, which I don't think I need to go into detail if you don't know what they are. Yeah, um, we all went to school and learned about it. Yeah, I think. Yeah. And if you don't know, Google it. Google it. It's that yeah. aff um, aforementioned period where Germany was under control by a notorious leader who had a hatred for people who were Jewish. Who had a really shit mustache. Things. That, looks, that looks like... Um, that looks like um, a cartoon gap in the teeth. That's there. There we go. Yeah, he did very affirmed, horrible things to people of Jewish descent, which is horrible. 
Um, after the war, she met fellow Holocaust survivor Sacha Feldman in Tel Aviv, which is in Israel, if you didn't know. Uh, and in 1960, the couple later moved back to Germany to run restaurants and hotels. Um, Swedish police investigator Stefan Bergquist had said Arzonius smiled and appeared happy when informed during questioning in 1993 that Zimigrod had Jewish ancestry. That's fucked. He's smiling at the fact that the person he is alleged for having supposedly killed had Jewish ancestry. That's fucked. So, John Arzonius had confirmed that he used to possess the same type of browning pistol and ammunition used in the murder, but denied shooting Zimigrod. Zimigrod, sorry. His lawyer, Joachim Bremer, said there were isolated leads, but no self-sustaining chain of evidence which provided John was responsible for the death. The case in Frankfurt has been reopened partly because of speculation that the laser man, John Arzonia's shootings, served as a blueprint for killings carried out between 2000 and 2007 by German neo-Nazi terrorist group National Socialist Underground. Like Arzonius, members of the NSU shot their targets in close range and carried out bank robberies to fund their terrorism campaign, often escaping on bikes. In both cases, the terrorists did not claim responsibility for actions at the time, leading investigators to initially suspect the shootings were gang-related. According to Matthias Gardel, a professor at Uppsala University, Arzonius was the first white nationalist in Europe to adopt a lone wolf tactic of militant action, operating under the radar in order to avoid being detected and stopped by authorities. Arzonius was in favour of more visible right-wing movements in Sweden, said Gellert Tamas, a Swedish journalist, whose book Laser Manning became an international bestseller, which I might give it a read. He said, uh, but he deliberately didn't join them, knowing that such networks would be the first place where police would look for. Now, there's a case here which I'm interested on us covering, but um, the Norwegian white supremacist Anders Breivik, who killed 77 people in terrorist attacks in Oslo on the island of Utøya in July 2011, directly cited the Laser Man as the inspiration for his killing spree in court in a court statement. Though it remains unclear whether he was referring to John Arzonius or another Swedish copycat killer, Peter Mangs. After he complained against what he perceived to be a campaign of terror against opponents of multiculturalism, Verovic said in court, It is these injustices that created me, that created me, and Laser Man in Sweden. Uh, Arzonius had said he was inspired to carry out his crimes by the rise of new Swedish far-right parties, such as New Democracy and Swedish Democrats, but interviews also hint a deeper psychological motive. But yes, I thought, um, you know, it was quite interesting how this other white supremacist killer who killed 77 people, which I think is an interesting case when I was Googling it, said he was motivated by this man, John Arzonius, who was the uh, Swedish copycat. Well, he, you know, said it was either John Arzonius or, the co or another copycat killer, Peter yeah. Mangs. So I thought it was interesting that this person has influenced someone else 
but yes, he is, you know, on trial for that. But on the 21st of February 2018, he was found guilty and sentenced to life imprisonment in Germany. Prosecutors had charged him with stealing her handbag after killing her because he thought, as we mentioned, she had taken an electronic device that he used to save his bank account numbers. So, he's killed someone in Sweden. Keep him knocked down for... somewhere else, you stupid goon. Like, don't <laughs> fuck. Like, just keep multiple notes of your bank fucking bank numbers, you stupid twat bag. Like, uh, like, stop being a ball bag and put like it's the nineties. Why are you trusting anything that's electronic in the nineties, you stupid twat? Mhm. But yeah, he's, you know, found guilty. And yeah, he's tried to apply. Obviously, on the site I sent you, there's images of kind of what he looks like in one of him in the bank robbery, which was, um, I was only swarming a branch of SED Bank in Stockholm. And the photo I think you get on Wikipedia is the one of him in a cinema, I believe, in the Astoria movie theater in Stockholm. So yeah, he doesn't look like a Swede at all. He's completely different, but. You know, he had a hatred of immigrants and decided it was the right thing to just try and scare them all out of Sweden by shooting them and killing them. He got one victim. He could have got way more if he wasn't caught, but he's now known in Sweden as the laser man killer due to the laser he had on his rifle. And yes, he's in a famous book written by Gellert Tamas, Laser Manning, and... Bertas Beratzels um Sverg, which became a bestseller. Um, apparently, this book is very detailed, um, and it was published without the consent of the victims first. Yeah, yeah, I'm not too fond of that. Which that's not good. But the author's personal opinions not only deal with Azonius and his life story, but also Sweden in general. Speculations that his actions were in part explained by a surge of far-right political and xenophobic statements in the country in the early 90s including the success of the right-wing New Democracy Sweden party in the election. Uh, this man, according to him, he said it could be one, uh, also be one of many attempts by his own to prove his identity as a true Swedish man by uh, separating himself from immigrants. Um, actually, in 2005, that book was adapted into a play, and the same year SVT, a Swedish television program, produced a three-part TV miniseries which premiered on the 23rd of November, and Awazonius was played by David Denik, Denchik, which is a Danish-Swedish actor. But obviously, as I mentioned, that girl saw that miniseries and thought, oh, yeah, I want to date him. I really hope that she realises that he don't actually look like was that, he because wrong? that is an actor. Yes. But inspired by the... There would have actual clips of him maybe in there, I'm not sure. Do you think she what actually he... saw what he looked like in person and went, oh, wait, no, that is a completely different person. No, you you fugly, dude, bye-bye. Do you, think, do you think she just saw him and just went, no, and that's why it ended? Hopefully that's the reason, because that would be a massive eat punch to the ego, and that'd be funny. I don't know. I mean, if you look at him now, he's got very... He's got loads of grey... He's got grey hair. He looks... He, a, he looks... Just 
Yeah, he, lo- he looks. Um... He's got the he's got the beard and the tash of just like someone who's just not well. If he didn't know what he'd done, that, the thing that's what's freaky about him is like he didn't know they'd done all this stuff, or he was never caught, and he looked like that, and, and he was walking around looking like that. You just walk past him as if he was just a normal person, but knowing what he's done, he looks creepy. Yeah. And also that article that you sent me. Why? Who's doing a photo shoot with this man in the prison? Why is he posing as if he's trying to model for fucking yeah, Vogue? Yeah, I didn't... I didn't... There's... Yeah, the first photo there. He looks like he's trying to model for fucking Vogue here. What's he doing? Like, yeah, look at him with his fucking hand behind his hair. Like, oh, yeah, let me stroke my fucking mane while I, like, shut up. Like, he, he's doing a full-on pose there. Yeah, I know. He's fully I, posing. I, 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 I don't know because guys I'm gonna post that picture on the Instagram because it's just for I'm gonna post that picture yeah. I'm gonna definitely tear into the cunt and tear him down a peg but he's, like Jesus Christ who just he's got he's got a mic mic doctor him and he's got a bit of slick back hair and that's a weird period because he's got the mustache obviously now he doesn't but yeah I mean even in this what this that's in 2001 this... yeah even in this other one if I send you this the first photo here he's you know, from inside the courtroom, he looks like he's posing as well, and it's like... Yeah, what? I saw that one. It's like he's like... So basically, in my best way of putting it, is you know whenever there's those uh, bikini models that lean against the wall and like, they're all oh, no, slicked no, back no, hair as well, no. and, they, and, they, and they're full on like arching the back a bit, it's like he's attempting to do that. It's like he's attempting to be a supermodel. It's like, you're not Kendall Jenner, dude. You're a twat. No, <laughs> and even the one of him in the uh, Astoria cinema... You know, when he's got like, the the weird sort of thing like this. Yeah, he's a proper poser, you know, isn't he? That's 1986. Yeah, he's a bit of a poser. He's a poser. I mean, he, he likes the camera. Well, yeah, because he had that lifestyle of the lot of money sort of thing. Yeah. So he's clearly... But, he, yeah, thinks that one Richard, him, he thinks he's Richard Gere in Pretty Woman. Yeah, this, this isn't the one thing. It's just... Uh, I, I saw that image and I'm like, you, you were being convicted of murdering someone and attempting to shoot loads of people. Well, you did shoot them. You're not telling me to. I mean, should, yeah. You're known as a laser man. So now you're just. Yeah, he's um, he he's getting convict. He's getting sent down for murder, and he's just there, like you guys got my best side. Like, <laughs> I mean, he ain't getting out of prison because I mean, at that time, yeah, he's convicted of that, but he's also convicted of the other one. Yeah. The German trial, so that's to do with the. Uh, Model all you want, dude. Germany. You ain't going anywhere. He ain't going in. He's going to die in prison. Might as well keep up but with your poses. It's not. It's not. No. No one's letting you out of there. No one is. At the age of sixty-eight, he's uh, he's going to die in prison. Rightfully so, because yes. oh, what the hell? He um, he's doing now is probably fucking rotting. I hope. But what the hell? went through his brain to have those stupid ideologies of hating immigrants and wanting to shoot them. Just a very poorly led life, you know. I, you know, I guess meeting people, I had that guy in prison, Miro, and, you know, the new the parties in Sweden influencing him in maybe a certain way, that sort of thing. And the president gets assassinated and he lives that sort of like jet-set lifestyle with the money poor decisions you know what i mean there's so many things nowadays where people will try and fill ideologies in your head you know what i mean yeah well you just don't listen to them and don't listen to someone if someone's like racist 
I'm just like, oh, I don't really want to be associated with them. You know what I mean? Or someone said, you have to have this ideology of you must hate this certain thing or whatnot. And it's like, you can say that, but I can just not listen or follow what you say. But he just ended up having a hatred in his brain was like, yeah, you don't like immigrants now. Those people made you feel isolated because you weren't actually Swedish. So you're going to hate immigrants of any kind. Just try and shoot them. And you're going to be broke for money. So you're going to have to do bank robberies to maintain your lifestyle for money. It's a very shady way of making money. You know what I mean? There's probably worse ways you can make money, but it's just very bad. And yeah, exactly. Luckily, you know, a lot of the people survived, but no one, no one deserves to, you know, get shot at all just based on their background and them not being from the place that they're currently in right now. Yeah, these are just innocent people. All over that... the world. These are just innocent people that were just living yeah. their lives. They weren't it's... doing... They literally weren't doing anything. Anything wrong, no. And, like, you don't know everyone that lives in the place that you live in, but there's probably a lot more people who are immigrants from other countries than you realise. You just don't know. And there's, you know... My mum is friends with a good friend someone who's Polish. I have Polish people in my work. My dad's got people at his work who have, oh, um... You know, from other countries, I've got people at my work um, you know, also not Polish. Um, we had a Canadian. And even at the bowling leagues I go to, there's people there who aren't, you know, um, from here. But you don't treat them any differently. There's yeah. nothing wrong with them. Nothing wrong at all. You have to respect people from their thingy. Because, you know, if you're horrible to someone coming over here... You know, imagine if you went over to a country on your holiday and they treat you like shit. You know, say if you go on a holiday to say, like, I don't know, you go on a holiday to say someone like Latvia and mm. then they treat you like crap because you're from the UK. How would you feel? You'd feel crap. You wouldn't like it. So if someone like that comes over here to work and you treat them like shit, think of it in another way, you know. It's people with these ideas of, like, they see their ethnicity as superior to the others, you know. That's not the case. That's probably the way that some people think. And it's like, well, if you're not from here, you're not us. We're better than you. And it's horrible. But that was his motive. And as we saw, some people got shot in the head, stomach, you know, loads of places where it does, you know, really hurt. The fact that it was four times in the head, someone's paralyzed, you know. Someone And then Bonga Kam Rudloff. And now a scientist representing Sweden. You know, the um, Hassan son is now a semi-professional football player. So, yeah. But he will go down the history as the laser man due to laser on the gun. An infamous Swedish criminal who I think some Swedes will know because obviously it's the period of the 90s. Their prime minister. Yeah, like whenever something happens in the 90s, I don't see that as a long time ago. No, it's not, and I don't know. I didn't know any Swedish sort of like criminals, so he's like the one that I found, and you know, he did good more pick, than though. just. Definitely a good pick. Yeah, I found this one quite interesting. It's just because your perception of a country, and then you never, you never know what some criminal coming out of the country could do. Yeah. You know, there's so many places in the world where people do it differently, or. They'll be totally different, and you just, and you know, it's like, whoa, you had someone from your country that did that, or someone from this place did 
this way, you know, we just did the Dusseldorf Vampire. This person drank blood from where they're from, but, you know, we've done John now, who's killed folk because they were immigrants, you know. Yeah. You know, you've got Jeffrey Dahmer, who did cannibalism. We did, you say, he oh, was a yeah. cannibalist from Japan. People all have these weird ways of doing it, but that is John Awazonius. So now you know a case from Sweden. Svenska, yeah. Sweden. Which, at some point, uh, we will cover some Sweden-related things in the music podcast for sure. Yes, which we are still working on. Don't worry. It's in the works. No. It's going to be in history. We're trying to come up with a name. So if anyone has any suggestions, please drop a message. Yes. That Because then, then we'll get it started. We've got a lot of ideas, got a lot of episodes planned and all that kind of stuff. I do have an idea for next week's podcast. It's an American one, but it's not a serial killer it's an abduction case oh okay because I, I thought this Fuck one off, was Siri. Cool. what do you think of this case then i thought it was right yeah i, I liked it i like this one so yeah next week we'll do an, an, an abduction case and you know what? i'm not gonna tell you what it is until oh that's fine don't tell me it's more yeah. surprise but i like this one you know you know, I never look for cases that are so heavy, heavy. I'm never out there going, right, I need to find one where there's much gruesome stuff that happens. Even cases like this are still quite, you yeah. know, small cases like this still hit you quite hard. This one, for me, well, you know, when I was researching and it was to do with hitting immigrants, that still, you know, like hit me. But, you know, if you like the cases that are international, I'm just trying to appeal to the folk who are now listeners that we get cases from other places to educate others on you know, other countries as well, which is why I've done mm-hmm. more international ones. But this case, this abduction one, I don't think I'm going to know. I probably won't know. But it's an interesting one because it's still crime-related, but abductions are totally different from some of the stuff we've done before, you know. Exactly. So I'll give it, take a different turn. We're going, yeah, we're going to an abduction case yeah. uh, next Yeah, we're on the spectrum a bit, but, yeah. you know. There's a lot of things like that that it's different from killing someone, but it's still oh, it's still, horrific. still that, stench, that that horrificness, and you think this... something you, you don't realize how like, even just so holding someone captive when we did that technically with Fritzel. Yeah, still, it's a, it's, it's along the tough. lines of when it happened and came out, it shocked the literally it shocked the planet. So. Ah, oh, I think I know which one it is then now. Interesting, because there's many American ones that shocked a lot. Is um, this one a dead? Is this one a dead giveaway? Oh fuck so. Ah okay. I know it slightly, but this is a, a, the one Lawrence picked. is a very interesting case. It is very interesting, um, and it's very dark. It's very, very, very dark. It's very. But yes. It's very, very well known, and it's very important to cover. As well, um, because there's a lot of yeah, this this stuff this, this stuff at. happened. Yeah, I know a lot of times in the media, you'll see like stuff like this where it's shootings and stuff. But um, people who get captured and kidnapped and then live, well, and then more, like live to tell the tale happens probably a lot more than you'd you'd think. So yeah, exactly. Always check on people. Trust me. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that'll be next week's episode, and yeah, this was another really good one to look into. Very different, very unknown. Well, very unknown to some people, maybe not to most. Yeah, and if Swedish people are um, listening to this, let us know what you think of this. If you know anything yeah, about this, about the time, and what you think this has impacted on Sweden as exactly. a country, 
because I know sometimes serial killers impact the place and then people now know okay Scotland and then they'll think of a killer or England or, or a specific area yeah. that puts it on the map exactly, but yes yeah. hope you guys enjoyed that one because I am uh, you know always trying to pick cases that I think are interesting so if they're not interesting let me know but we've got a good one from Lauren next week so buckle exactly. up so yeah we'll see you guys next week on the next episode of True Crime Friday uh, follow us on Instagram I'm uploading on there a bit more I'm starting to get a bit more free time to do a bunch of stuff but yeah follow us on there for any updates episode updates stuff like that and like facts on our cases and all that kind of stuff and yeah we'll see you guys next week thank you for watching or listening bye yep. bye